Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. I was just like, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, like all those big singing groups, it's time for me to go out on my own. <laughs> so you want to be like Justin Timberlake, leave in sync. <laughs> uh, you want to be yeah, like Michael you know. Jackson uh, yeah. from the Jackson Five and just get on his own. Just go on my own, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, you know, <laughs> uh, Beyonce. Just take off. <laughs> I, I love, I love working with the team, and we had a great time together. And I just really want to explore some things of my own, and you know, we may get back together. They never get back together. <laughs> Kelly Rowland's still waiting. <laughs> they never ever. I mean, the Supremes, I think the Supremes actually made music after Diana Ross, but neither you or I know what that is. I just. <laughs> I don't know that exists. I, oh. So I have, I am dog sitting this week. Dog sounds angry. Yeah. And she's a little um, labradoodle. And so if there is a like UPS truck or someone walks by that leaves a loud clanking noise, she gets up to do her job. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is, is the opposite because she stays in the house, which was the opposite of Mojito. Right. So right she just... So. She's actually really cute. I, a girlfriend of mine went to Hawaii and she took her, she went with her family and asked if I would be able to, you know, stay at her house and watch her dog. So I packed up all my work stuff and decided to um, do that for her. And actually it's been pretty nice. It's been fun. You know, I still get up as, as normally get up in the morning to walk yeah. and she is definitely used to that. I know that her mom took her for walks as well, but oh. she, there's a certain time now. So if I'm not ready by the certain time, there's a little bit of a crying, like whining associated with like, bitch, get out of bed and let's go, which I'm already out of bed, but she's rushing me as I'm getting dressed. Oh, these are pushy little things. <laughs> pushy little thing and she's eight you know she's probably cranky uh, in her old age but she's a cute little cute little labradoodle her name is raya raya like so r-a-y-a r-h-e-a r-h-e-o raya okay um i i i started i started as comedian i think i saw it on tiktok and just like a little three minute clip and this guy was on stage and he goes it was a black guy. It was a black comedian. I can't remember his name. And he goes, you know, one of his little routines was, 
you know, white people name their pets human names. Like, there's always a human name. And so you got a little chuckle out of, out of the audience. And he goes, let's do a little, let's do a little test. He goes, lady, you right there. Do you have a pet? Because you have a, I have a dog. Okay, what's your dog name? Donald. Right? He goes like three white people. It's like Donald, you know, Rhea, Billy, just all these. <laughs> oh my God. You know what's so, that is so funny that you say that because I work with somebody, his name is Kirk and he does some dog sitting and I've told him this before because all the dogs that he babysits for, they are people names and that annoys the fuck out of me. You know, you right? don't need to give your dog, that's not funny. That uh, it's not remotely cute. Naming your dog right? Carl or Bob oh, is ridiculous. Like be a little right. more creative. Your wife's name a little puppy Barbara. Like, <laughs> what is the point of that? Well, you can be so creative with animal names. <laughs> so creative. Yes. So okay. So you're so you're 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 dog sitting and you're house sitting. Yes. Okay. So I don't know if I've ever house sat for anybody. Like, like, do you do you clean? Is like Airbnb? You have to clean before you leave, like that kind of deal. You know, I've never really house sat either. I think because. When a dog is a certain age, they just get so used to their routine. So bringing them over to someone else's house puts a lot of stress on the dog, right? So it takes uh, them a while to get acclimated. So staying here is better for the dog. Now, of course, I clean up after myself and have no problem doing that. She has a, I mean, they have a beautiful, beautiful home with a nice uh, backyard pool, um, shaded spots. So over the weekend, I was able to go out there and just be uh, out in the sun and enjoying the pool and the peace and quiet. So it's fortunate. Now, it's like a little mini vacation while I'm working. That's nice. So now does your friend listen to the show? You know, I think she said she was going to, but you know how people say that and then they just don't. Yeah. People just talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how much, how much snooping do you do when you house set? Like <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel awful if I have to, when I first got here and I was cooking, I felt so uncomfortable going through cabinets to find the right pans or plates or cups because I thought god I feel like I'm imposing uh in their personal space and I don't want to see anything I'm not supposed to and you know you I had to go upstairs into the washroom and I didn't know which one so I was opening up their bedroom door and I thought oh my god this is I feel uncomfortable so I don't snoop because one in this day and age people have cameras everywhere that's a good point and I don't want to be on any sort of show or people post me on their TikTok or Instagram saying, look what my dog nanny did. And, you know, I don't, I don't need any of that. Yeah, that's a really good point. So I've never um, housed that. And if I do, I'm looking through everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, duly noted. <laughs> I like, I am snooping. I'm going through, I mean, I'll go through the kitchen cabinet because, you know, like you said, you may be looking for a certain pot or this kind of deal. But you know how, uh, particularly grown people, so I'm going to consider grown for the sake of this conversation, like 40 plus, you know, they have drawers that are just, nobody's really going. Like, they're just, it's just their own stuff. Like, it could be, it could be taxes or it could be, you know, that letter to their mother-in-law that they, they really don't want to mail, that I'm going to mail. It could be like all kind of, you know, sex toys or just whatever. I'm going through shit. 
I mean, do you, you have any thought that you could be being videotaped and then people posting go and look at the nosy, nosy baggins here? <laughs> absolutely. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, look, I won't deny, I mean, obviously it was on camera, I'm not going to die, but I'm not going to deny, I'm going, yeah, I'm in your house, I'm looking around at stuff. Like, I want to see what's what. Now, if something is locked, like that kind of stuff, I'm not going to go through much effort to try to unlock. I might jiggle the lock and see if it's really locked, but I'm not going to like try to break in anything. But everything else, I think I'm just, you know, I'm just going to be curious. Like, what is this? Like, what is this house all about? Who is this person? And I want to just see now. Now, I'm not going to go through um, uh, lingerie drawers, like that kind no. of stuff. Yeah, not, not creepy stuff, but just stuff that, like not bedroom stuff, but just like stuff that's out and about. Yeah, I want to go through. I like see their junk that. drawer or something? Oh yeah, for sure. I want to. I want to see, and I'm, I'm going to try out every chair, every sofa, like every bed in the house. Like I'm going to try the whole house, just like it was a hotel. <laughs> it's funny because you think about when you're in someone's space. It's it's watching those shows that you see. Oh wow, I like that. You know, whether it's a container that they have or how they organize their spices. You might get some yes. really good ideas on what you want to do with your house. Yeah, I like how you're trying to clean this up for me. I do appreciate it, too. So, <laughs> you're, you know I'm, I'm, try <laughs> I'm trying to cover so that people ask you to house sit, but then don't feel like they're gonna you're going to be digging through all their shit. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like 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 on, on, on Dayline. See, the worst thing that would happen is, so say I house sit, and now I'm snooping, I'm on camera, like you say, and then that person ends up dead somewhere, right? <laughs> And then the, the little daylight guy is like, but what is this that their house camera shows? Going through the drawers? You know, it's like all of a sudden you're just guilty. Exactly. <laughs> if something comes up missing, you're in trouble. Oh, How did you? Like, hey, so you were this past, speaking of trouble, which I find very interesting. I waited for our discussion to talk to you about it. Uh, and maybe I made some snide comments to you when you text me, but you went to Napa this past weekend. And and, you know, for our audience, Napa is a place that there are thousands of people that will really save up a lot of money from other states and even in California to be able to vacation in Napa, right? Yes, Mainly yes. because it's wine country. So if you're a big wino, you enjoy Napa yes. because the wineries and all that kind of stuff. So what did you do this past weekend as a non-drinker? So my daughter and I, 17-year-old, we went. To a winery, Visa Tui, I think it's V. Visa I think Tui, it's a, yeah. yeah, the letter, the the letter V period, Satui, Visa Tui Winery, and we had a picnic because they have um, grounds. So there's a winery, a wine tasting, wedding venue, and all this, and they have a. Uh, I, I, I want to call it a deli, but it's not a deli. It's a I don't know what it is, but deli is the word that comes to mind, and they have all this fresh prepared um cheeses and salads and sandwiches and stuff and they have picnic things you could buy and then they have these expansive grounds the grass um covered by a nice beautiful tree canopy and there's some some uh picnic tables and benches but also just grass people just sit on the grass and that's where we went so we go inside we get our little delicacies that we like we take them all outside we just sit there on the ground and have a picnic and how was the weather there? Because, you know, it was a hundred and something here this weekend. So we we left sort of um, 
early. We left, I think we left here about 11 uh, a.m. So we were picnicking by about, because we took the long way there. We didn't go 80 to 12. We went the back route, you know, the really pretty scenic route. Oh. Um, you go through all the farmlands and yep. all the little cities and stuff. And so we started, um, so we left there at 11. We got there probably about 1.30 or 2 because of there was still some traffic getting out of Sacramento. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we started um eating around i guess 2 2 30 and by the time we left around 4 4 30 it was 95 jesus in napa so it was it was hot and so and you know it was that he were it, it was creeping up on us because you know when we first sat down to eat because it's all covered by by trees so it's it's still pretty cool because there's big water fountains and stuff so it feels pretty cool even though it was warm but by the time we were done, it was it was pretty hot. It was pretty hot, but it's it's a gorgeous place. And you know what's funny? Because I was telling, I was telling uh, my partner Eliane about it. You know, we're sitting out there in the very California scene. So there are all these different uh, races of people there, right? You're just out on this big, um, expansive, grassy area, and there's just people having picnics. People just doing their own thing. But here's the funny thing about it: there were multiple groups of women in sundresses and big floppy hats. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping their uh, wine. Yes. Yeah, so it was the, it was the um, turning 30 group. There was the uh, bachelorette, bachelorette group. And then just like what I, I'm just assuming was the just girls, you know, going to the winery kind of, kind of deal. And various groups like that. And if there had been reservations, there isn't, but if there had been reservations, they could have been calling the reservations like floppy hat, Sundress group number three. <laughs> it was so funny. Those big old hats. And one, and one group, I think it was the, it may have been the turning 30 group. Oh, there was also the Bridal Shower group, but I think it was the turning 30 group. They all had the same big floppy hat and they had the the, the one lady's name on it. <laughs> like the bride to be? <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh my God. Name, right? yeah. yeah. So you see the sashes because you have the bride to be. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a great scene though because they also have their own food truck that's there, so you don't have to go inside to get your food and stuff. You can get it from they have two food trucks there, and then on one side they also have an, a gelato station, um, and then yeah, they have fountains. So there's like weddings going on and just picnics, and you can bring your dogs and pets, and it's just it's a real California scene, and it's really nice. You know, I, I think you and I, we both worked in Napa. That's how we met. And, you know, I think about just how we would be able to drive to Napa every day, thinking to myself, there, there were many a times where I thought, God, people across the world want to come to Napa. And, and here I get to see it every day. I, it makes you sort of value uh, just the beauty right. of, I love California. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not moving. I, you, know, you, right. you, you can bitch about the taxes and all that shit and maybe you don't like Newsom and all that stuff but I, there's not I don't really think much that I do not like about the state in all honesty I I'm I really don't yeah you know what it's um that's a good point because you know we like to say this from the Sacramento area that the Bay Area and all that is there is you know 90 minutes away Napa Napa is um, if you go to direct route is 45 minutes to an hour. And then, and if you go to indirect route, it, you know, hour and a half or two hours, depending on, you know, just it was, what's happening in those mountains or in that back way. But then Tahoe is 90 minutes. 
you know, Yosemite is a couple of hours, even going to the to the coast, you know, maybe just a few hours, a couple hours or something. It's just so central. And yeah, you know, it can be expensive here and all that stuff. But you know what? California is nice. I mean, I'll pay for the weather. I will pay for the right? fact that I don't have to shovel. I don't have to deal with humidity. I right. I don't know. I the co- I, It's, you know, as probably most people know that I'm pretty liberal and this state allows that freedom. I mean, of course there's, we have issues. There's not, we're not, it, we're not, um, yes. what's the word? Like, uh, not prone to it, but the opposite of that. Like we're, we're not, uh, oh shoot. You know, when somebody doesn't have something, oh crap, uh, it'll come to me, but yeah. we, st- we have our opportunities that yeah, from a violence yeah. perspective to cost. I mean, yeah. we're not perfect, but I will say that it's, if you're born and raised in snow, like I was, and just in the Midwest, uh, I, I can't even believe if I would have never met my ex-husband, never, I probably would still be stuck in, in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, because I've lived in a couple of states too, a few other states, and I always, always had it in the back of my head, even when I liked where I was living, like I liked living in Colorado, and I liked living in um, D.C. and Virginia, um, but I, you know, I actually enjoyed a little bit of my time in Iowa, even though that was like hell, but, you know, you could find, you could just enjoy yourself where you are, but I always had it in the back of my mind, well, but I'm going back to California, like, that's just... That's just a thing. I'm, I am definitely going back to California. And yeah, for all the problems in the world and in the country and everything, I still, I still enjoy being in California. Like I do. It's just, there's just something, there's just like a little mellow thing here that despite all the problems in the world and in the country, and we have them here, yep. there's still something pretty relaxing about being in this state. Yeah. Like we're not immune to any, we're not immune. That's the word I was looking for. Like we're not yes. immune yes. to some of the complications that other states have. What I do like is that it's the same. There's a thinking mentality that I'm level set with, with most people. I mean, in most, in general senses of the people that I have in my life, we all relatively think the same. Like we might have some opinions on, on some things, but ultimately the foundation and value systems are pretty relatable and understandable. I don't, it's not so extreme. Let's just say that. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I was telling someone, someone that says not long ago that, you know, we just had a two-term Republican governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was a, he was a, he was a Republican. Like California's will elect um, Republicans. You just can't be crazy. Right. <laughs> right. You, you can't be crazy. Like you can. Ha- and and we have a lot of counties and cities that are Republican run. And but somehow and we have Democratic run cities and and, uh, and and such. But somehow we're not trying to kill each other on the daily. Like like we have these arguments, you, you know, you have them at work and and, you know, there's there's all these other problems that pop up and stuff. But generally speaking, Folks just get on. And it doesn't mean that they everybody love each other. It's not kumbaya and nirvana. But you know what? It's it's better than some places. I'll just say that. Amen. Uh, I uh, I mean, let let's think about just in general. You and I were having a conversation yesterday because I had posted, you know, the 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 inflation uh statement made by Kamala and 
how, you know, we're, and I posted it on my story and someone responded back to it and said, oh, I'm skeptic. And you and I were having the conversation that, yeah, you're skeptic, but what else, how can you be, you have to acknowledge that the good things have happened and we do have a government and maybe it's not the government that we really want to have the two parties that's not going to change anytime soon so there has to be some understanding that the good work needs to be acknowledged and even even during our conversation we talked about how even Kamala to go back to those states that are very unlike California where Kamala is going to states that are anti-abortion, letting them know that from a federal standpoint, this is something you can still have. Like she's personally going out and talking to people. Yes. She's going, I think by the time she's done, she would have gone to like 40 States or something. And yeah, just over and over. And uh, because our news whether it's network news or cable news or even social media news is so clickbait driven. It doesn't dive into that. It, it wants controversy and it wants nonsense and crime because it gets views and clicks and they can sell advertising, but it will ignore the basic grind of day-to-day government where there's good work being done. So her visits for that, um, her visits uh, to She's been doing this for the last couple of years, visit all these states to try to get all this stuff passed. I mean, they passed so much consequential historical um, legislation over the two years that it's, it's remarkable that it's already it's already looking like these two years are two of the greatest years any president's team has ever had. They passed. Yeah, they, look, they, they have passed the act to bring microchip manufacturing back to the states, uh, the CHIPS Act. They have passed. Um, abortion rights act. They have passed um, gun gun control acts. They they just passed. Uh, oh, they they did the um, the COVID relief act. They did um, another few, and then the one they just passed this past week, the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, look at this. This thing has um, implementing a fifteen percent corporate minimum tax, uh, prescription drug pricing reform, where the government now has the authority to negotiate lower prescription drugs. Um, and this directly impacts people, not only on government assistance, but Medicare, Medi-Cal, Social Security. Your drug prices go down. Um, they're going to hire 80, another 80,000 IRS agents to not come after us little people, but to make sure that people who are extra wealthy, who are not paying taxes, are now paying their taxes. And why this is important, during the Trump and Bush administrations, they changed the IRS to go after poor people. So this matters, like it, it matters. They, they, they're gonna buy, they're gonna uh, set aside money for stock buybacks and that helps um, poor people as well. Um, they're going to, they did the biggest investment in climate and global warming reduction. So reducing carbon emissions by 40%, uh, more subsidies to buy electric cars, and not just for wealthy people, but for poor people to be able to afford electric cars. So subsidies for that, they've extended um, the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare as we call it. And they added another $4 billion for the Western states to do drought uh, mitigation and drought resiliency and stuff. So, and stuff to reduce all your um, electric bills your, or your energy costs. And yes, it's, 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 it's solar, so, you got yeah, a tax break. Solar. 
you got a tax break, I think 30% for or 20, something percentage for solar that's installed. And if it, it'll even be backdated. I mean, there's 10 million new jobs, uh, 3.6 unemployment rate. Yeah. Let's not, and yeah. even COVID, like think about 86% drop in COVID death rate. I mean, yeah. I, major. Look, they did. When and they the did first the black back, woman justice. Right. They did. And he, they have put in 76 um, judges overall. And wow. I think 60% of those judges are women, plus the first black woman on the Supreme Court. When he did the Better Back, Build Back Better uh, legislation that passed, um, a significant portion of that money goes to better uh, care for seniors. The industry that I was in, uh, free universal preschool, child tax credits, plus more climate and environmental justice components. Then he did the infrastructure. That came out. That was um, taking away lead pipes, putting high-speed internet all across the country. Because if you're going to have kids not go to school, then they need to be able to get online. And you can't just have that for city people. It needs to be for everybody, right? So they're doing that. Um, billions to repair roads and bridges and airports, public transportation, including trains, more and passenger trains. Um, it's just, it's so much. It's just so much. And that's just been in, in two years. But if you just watch network news or see some news come by on you know, Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or something, you get, oh, someone, some politicians are were arguing over ice cream. Like you don't get like the real stuff that really <laughs> helps people's lives. You get the tan suit that Obama yes. wears. Yes, right, you get the tan suit kind of stuff. So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, when, when they got in office, um, Unemployment was six point like five or six percent, and now it's three. It's the lowest in fifty something years. And of all that noise about gas, gas has gone down every day for about sixty something days now. Now, in California, gas is always high because we have extra fees and taxes that we put on it to keep our air clean. Yep. Right. So we because well, so, we have forty million people, we have to do something. Exactly. <laughs> we have to do stuff. I mean, people are like, well, California, we always pay taxes. We have 40 million people here. If we don't, if we don't balance that out, then we're gonna end up pretty sick. We're gonna that, that's exactly right. We got a 40 million people and about 60 million cars. So yeah, we gotta do a lot of work. And you know what? As as someone who was born and raised here, California had and especially the big cities had major pollution problems in the um 60s and 70s. And when they put all those gas taxes in and those those catalytic converters and smog techs and all that kind of stuff that people some people were all mad about well you know what 30 40 years later our air is pretty clean amen to that and you know right? we are, in october people the, these will be the same people that'll bitch but then we'll get that gas credit in their automatic in their checking yes. account per household yes. and during that time he's also going to remove the, the the gas tax so I think that's coming in October. I don't know enough about it. I just yeah. remember him talking about it, that on top of this check that you're going to get up to $400 or something per household, you're also going to get the, the tax. Taxes will be waived on gas for a couple months, or I don't know the amazing. extent of how long, but. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I, that's 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 really cool. I mean, you know, it, 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 the um, politics isn't supposed to be exciting. You know, supposed to just run in the background yep. so that we don't really want to be thinking about the president and the Congress and the Senate and all this stuff. Um, we don't want it forced on us all day, every day. 
like when it's time to vote and know what's going on, we want to be informed voters, but it shouldn't be like must-see TV. You're just tuning in every day to stuff, you know? It should just be running um, smoothly. Even when you don't agree with stuff, you want it to be running smoothly. And one of the things that this, and quite frankly, is, you know, Democrats manage better. They manage the, the, the job of managing and running government runs better on the Democrats because there's a reason for it. Because generally speaking, Republicans believe that all government is bad. Like all government is bad and all government should be little and small and not have anything to do with any, anybody. Whereas Democrats believe that government exists to serve the people and make things better for people. So the different philosophies is when a Republican gets in office, what they want to do is cut government, cut it all. But you know what? You can't do that when you have 300 million people in your country. Your mm -hmm. government has to function. Like you need roads and buildings and schools and health, you know, and healthcare and state thing. You know, you need all that stuff. Or you and if don't you don't, and if you don't, you end up like Florida and Texas paying veterans with no teaching skills to teach your students. Exactly. Asking veterans to come. You know, because there's been such, like Florida just did that. There's been such an exodus of teachers that they, Florida and Arizona are doing that. They're just saying, look, anybody can come teach. And Florida is specifically saying, if you're a veteran, just come teach, we'll certify you. As if teaching is just that easy. Yeah, exactly. I get. I I know I couldn't do it. If I have to tell you more than one time that I'm, I'm showing you something, then you know it's there goes my, there goes my stress level. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like what the hell? Yeah, it's on? incredible how, how people just just in general how you know if if it's working to their favor, they say nothing. If it's not working to their favor, they want to bitch about it. You have to do. You can't just you. I know it's human nature and that's just what people do. If it's not, if, if it's nothing for me that I'm not going to celebrate it, I'm not going to acknowledge it. But if you're that type of person that thinks that, you know, we need to work collectively as a, as a, as a cohesive team, rather than having a government, then you have to acknowledge all of it, the good and the bad. You can't just pick and choose the battles that you want to acknowledge and then right. deem that I'm, I am, I am a little skeptic to that. You can't be skeptic if you if you have all the facts so yes yeah. maybe something like i don't know i i can't even throw out a skepticism as of right now but even if i have one and say okay this inflation act it doesn't get passed i'm skeptic because you know it might not get passed you still have to acknowledge the 10 other things that we just rambled off that are already in play there's nothing to be vote that's those are implemented. So you have to acknowledge that type of thing. And I think what happens in society, and I do think it's some generations that are younger, because to me, I think about how my sister's kids and even, you know, before me, the generation after me, I don't even know what it is. It's the kids. I was hit with a wooden spoon. If I heard a belt, you know, shit was going to hit the fan. Then those kids yeah. had those children had kids and they decided to go way on the other side to, to make it that I want to be your friend as a parent. And then we end up with, we end up with this, 
this mentality of everybody gets a fucking trophy and everybody gets a goddamn medal, which I will not wait. I told my nephew, if you're, if everybody gets a trophy or a medal at your soccer game, I'm not coming because that's not what competition's about. So I think, I think that society has deemed this thing that if it's not something that benefits me with instant gratification, then I'm skeptic about it because I'm so used to my parents coddling me and telling me that I'm the best and they want to be my best friend without no um no teachings of discipline and understanding that sometimes some fights have to last longer than others when you want something to be put yeah out. that's a good point and you know what else with that that losing isn't the end of the world right and and or being unsuccessful you know is not the end of the world or not getting a job is not the end of the world or losing a, a sports match or whatever you know what it, it's like many parents taught taught us it builds character like yep. you're not always going to win and you know what else not every not every person is is exceptional and that's okay like we can't like we're not we're not all fucking einstein and michael jordan like we're just <laughs> we're just like doing our thing and and you know and that's okay like it's okay so if, if you go on to play soccer you know what and you lose the game it's okay to say you lost you tried hard you guys lost here's your orange slice let's go home Right. 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 What can you, we learn from that? Yeah, you have to get a ribbon. Like you got a ribbon. You know what? No, you you lost. The other team won. Go congratulate them. Right, and then <laughs> let's go about our business. You lost. That, that is okay. <laughs> but you know what? It's funny you say it because as we see, we got a whole group of people in the nation who still don't believe that their choice for president lost the presidency. That like, is those, so true. They're still the saying. There, you're so right. Continue on. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you're yeah, no, absolutely I think right. Those are, those are the people that always got a ribbon, always got a trophy just for participating. And you know what? That bullshit doesn't that doesn't fly with me because that doesn't teach that doesn't teach somebody how do I improve? How do I get better? How do I win next time? Right. Like instead of pouting with your arms crossed, saying I didn't get a trophy, I played just as hard. You know what? Trying doesn't make you successful. Doing makes you successful. And yes, yeah. doing different things and accomplishing and and hitting the roadblocks. Those are the things in life that you learn from and that you experience from. Being uncomfortable to get comfortable is what is missing on on a level of generations because parents thought i want to be your best friend yeah that 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 that's a good point like i sometimes i don't know i used to tell the story when i was you know running these large um, call centers and stuff about about applying for jobs and being turned down like you get turned down or getting fired from a job or being demoted from a job or walking off a job you know what it's okay you're not dead just try something else like it's not the end of the world and but you have people that just, I don't know. I, I don't know what to deal with just not accepting some reality, right? Just accept some reality. That is okay. You lost. It's like the old folks used to say, if if it wants you don't succeed, try, try again. Like just it, try again. And maybe you'll learn, maybe because you lost, maybe you'll learn a different way to do something. So, because, right. and I, you know, it's probably right. why I don't, I didn't, I don't have kids or never wanted them because I didn't want to have to teach life lessons. Cause I, I just don't have the capacity for it. I just think that, um, you know, how I was raised, you know, I, I reflect on my parents having me at 19 years old and, and having to survive. Right. Cause both of them right. came from, came from 
um, home lives that were not, uh, you know, a standard home life. They weren't middle class. They definitely were poor. They definitely struggled. And what they did is found the value of just hard work. I mean, my parents got their GEDs later in life, but still managed to do it. Like they saw an opportunity to create a family, build a family. And I'll tell you this, to this day, and I'm 51, I don't ever remember a point in my life where I didn't feel that I didn't have anything. I Even though if I look back on it and I have conversations with my parents, there was a lot of times that we couldn't have things, but it never felt that way. And yeah. to me, that taught me the resiliency of work ethic. That taught me, you know, watching my dad and mom go to work and never calling out sick, you know, whether it was hard ass labor that they did, they did it and they didn't bitch about it. They just, it was the way of life for them. And so I learned that from them. I learned their work mentality. I, I learned these things that helped myself evolve and not be, and not have these expectations that, oh, I should always get something or I should always have this because right. my parents gave it to me. So yeah. Did I get hit with a wooden spoon? My mom to this day, and I know she listens, will say she never used a wooden spoon, but girl, I, I know that drawer. I know what that sounded like. And I'm not mad at it. And I don't think, I think what I learned was a respect for my parents because you know what? They didn't want to be my friend. They wanted me right. to be, they wanted me to survive and grow and be strong and independent. They taught me that without, they, they made me fight for things and they gave me allowance and they gave me chores and they put structure to my life. And I, I don't know if, if I would have turned out the way I have without that. And I don't, I, I think some kids are missing out on what that looks like. The ones from the previous, the, the generation after me. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point that, you know, it's um, it's okay to say no to a kid or to an adult, right? It's okay to say no. And it's okay to say, eh, you're not the best at that. That's okay. You know, it's okay because not everyone, not every kid is going to, who, not every kid who's in gymnastics is going to end up in the Olympics, right? They're all in gymnastics because parents need a timeout. They just put them, right. they just run around, but <laughs> jumping, right? And not every little, little league, ball player, you know, every little, you know, every little Susie and Declan, they're not going to be professional uh, uh, baseball or softball players. That's just not how it goes. That's, you just give them things to do because they're kids that need to be active and they, you know, you find interest and they learn community. They learn, you know, they learn stuff. And you know, when the parents tell you no, or they don't have it, or even if they do, and they just tell you, you know, it doesn't matter. Just you learn something from it and you learn, you, you bring us all the way to forward where there are people who, who I saw some things online, people saying, well, I voted for President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, and I don't, they didn't do everything I wanted them to do. Like, you know, life is not like that. Like, they're not specifically working for your particular interest. They may get to it, but there's a lot to do. It's not all going to be done in two years, and they may not ever get to it. That yeah. there's always a priority list, and there's always new emergencies, and you get done what you can get done, right? And in the amount of time that you have, and you try to do the most uh, for the most people. And then you know what? If you run again and you're elected, you can do more. And if you're not elected, then you're hoping that the next person does. But sometimes you vote because you think they're going to do good for you. But also sometimes you vote because you want to vote for harm reduction. And that is because this group 
will not harm someone else. The other group will harm someone. And so that's one of the reasons I don't vote Republicans, because they want to harm women and, and girls in these abortions. They want to harm the LGBTQI plus community. They want to harm people to prevent them from voting or suppress their vote. They want to harm. And you know what? I don't want people to harm. So I'm not going to vote. I'm not, I don't support that. And I'll never support that. So anyway, it's a lot of politics stuff. So I know. Sorry. I know we're just going, okay. going shallow. I do. I want I, I uh, started because I, I don't have Disney plus at my house. I know, I know somebody, my sister said I could use hers, but I never got to it. But here where I'm house sitting, they have it all set up. So it was easy peasy. And I started Miss Marvel. Oh, I love Miss Marvel. You know what I like about it? Well, first of all, I I love that the Indian culture. I love watching um, the the dress, the dance. The I I I love. And you know, we have a mutual friend in common that I still to this day love. I've been to her her wedding, and to be part of something in that culture was so impressive and beautiful to watch. So I love the concept yeah. of Miss yeah. Marvel that she's a brown girl and. Um, She's actually a really good actress. And just the dynamic of how family and her brother and there's comedy in it. Uh, I am I am enjoying it. And at first I thought, well, God, this is kind of a kid's show. It's sort of that quirky sort of kid thing, but it's growing on me. Right. It's it, it, it she's like because she's a teenager, I think they they did it really well where she's a teenager, so it's sort of annoying. And then, you know, teenagers are sort of, like you said, quirky and weird, but they sort of grow on you after a while. You're like, oh, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into her, her whole little vibe. And uh, how many episodes in are you? I think I started four, the scene red. So she's in oh. India because oh. she needed to visit her nani. Oh, India is so good. And I surfed around because, you know, I thought it was, I thought, I, I, I watched those series. I, I, I love those series. But I thought the India series were fantastic. But then I thought, well, you know what? I don't know that culture. Like, I don't know it to that degree. So I went online because I wanted to see what were Indians saying about this? And what were Pakistanis saying about this? Oh. I wanted to see. And you know what? I, I would say 9, 9.9% out of 10 were loving it. Wow. Loving okay, it. that's we're good. Yes, right. They were loving the depiction. They loved their family. And they loved how they were loving how her brother being very religious wasn't treated as some weird kind of thing, which is matter of fact. And how she was, you know, just a typical teen, confused, you know, rebellious, just doing her thing and uncertain and all this kind of stuff. And they love, I'm not going to say more about the Indian, the India parts, but they particularly loved everything that was happening in India. So I thought, you know what? Then my, I, I'm glad that, like, I really felt validated because I, I wanted to love it and I did love it. And I thought, but what if I'm loving it for the wrong reasons? But then when I checked it out, it was like, yes. You know what, sir? I've never done that. I've never done that. So that was actually, that's a good thought process because I would have never, I I knew a little bit, you know, the wedding, the wedding scene with her brother getting married. I was like, uh, oh my God, yes. that reminds me of Sajal and her yes. wedding and Henna. And those weddings yes. are like four days long. Um, and so I never thought to, hey, I'm enjoying this, the dynamic of this. Is it really, is it doing the culture justice? I guess that's probably the, the yes. statement or the question. Yes. I've never even thought of that. Yes, it's like it's like you know that that it's that little um thing that you that we want 
Hollywood and Academy Awards to do because then they wouldn't be awarding, you know, the Green Book and these white savior movies where, where, where white people say black people make them look good, make white people look good, then a white person wins an Academy Award for it. Like, that, that wouldn't happen because, they, but you don't ask black people, well, how were, how were, how were you guys depicted in this movie? And black people were just shaking their heads like, oh my God, like that, that <laughs> right. is not us. Like, even something like, I say the agreement because that is a crucial part of black American history. And just very briefly, this family created a book to give to black travelers during the 40s and 50s and 60s when they were traveling by car across country, where they could stay and where they could stay safely, where they could eat, where they could get gas, where they could sleep, because they had sundown times. You couldn't stop everywhere and traveling across country because white people would kill you. So the Green Book was that. It created by black people for black people. When they made the movie, they made the white guy the savior. Yes, they did. And then, it, and then it won an award. And it's like, oh my God, are we still doing that? And if you look, if you look at those old videos, not even that old, you look at the videos of that happening at the time. And all the people in the and all that being the audience at the Academy Awards are just shaking their heads. And all the people on stage winning the, talking about the war with white people. And it was the Green Book created by and for black people. And you get a you got 20 white people on stage all celebrated. And even that main actor, Marishala Ali, he said, I'm really sorry. I did not know this was going to come out like this. And then finally, afterwards, the director or somebody said, yeah, yeah, that was a big mistake. We, you know, we shouldn't have done that. The family, the family of the man that created it, they were like, we want nothing to do with that. They just, they gave it the Hollywood treatment. And so what we we're just talking about, if you just stop and pause, like do a culture check, does a culture really like this? Not that it's always going to be unanimous, but you're going to get a good feel uh, so that you don't have something like the Green Book. So I wanted to do that with with uh, Miss Marvel. I just want to do a culture check. And you know what? The, the people love it. And I, I think I think when you finish it, we can talk about it next week or whenever you finish it. I think I think you'll love it. It's it's, it's really wonderful. I, I think I'll try to finish that because I started, I watched one episode of the new uh, A League of Their Own on Amazon Prime. And uh-huh. You know, for those that maybe you never watched the movie with Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Madonna, uh, I forget some of the other actresses, if I was to think of yeah, them right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and Gina Davis. Gina Davis. That's the name I was looking yes. for. So yes, I was, I was, uh, I started that one episode and so far so good. I really like it because I did finish my mom told, you know, my mom said, Oh, I'm watching this. And I said, Oh, I was going to give that a shot because I finished the old man. Oh, I didn't finish the old man. I'm, I'm trying to finish okay. it this weekend. Yeah, I didn't I realize like, it was only seven episodes. I'm a little, that that's, I mean, all the research I've done, it's at seven episodes, but I mean, I'm hoping there's another one, but for sure there better be a, a final season because how it ended. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I, I was there with Leah and uh, my daughter and yeah, I couldn't watch that one. Like, she was like, I don't watch that one. It's like other stuff. So, uh, okay. So the old man, okay. I'm going to finish that. I'm, I'm looking forward to starting League of Her Own. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but during that time that this is set in, there were, just like there was the major league that was all white men, and then there was the Negro Leagues where, where it was black, um, not just black men, but it was black, Cuban, um, Dominican, who were in that league. There was, just like that show shows in the movie, there was a league of um, white women players, but there was a league of black women players. Like that, 
this is actually historically accurate. And as a matter of fact, at the Baseball Hall of Fame, they have those black and, and white women players who were pioneers in those leagues. They're there at the Hall of Fame. That's great. And there is that, of course, the dynamic in the show on the first, I think I got into the second episode of a picture. I don't, I don't even know. And I don't know any of the characters' names, but the actresses is an African-American woman who is a really amazing pitcher. And she's oh, trying to yeah. play for a, she's trying to play for a factory team, which is all men, I think. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of, I'm excited to see where this goes. I, I definitely, after the first one and a half episodes, I would definitely put that on my recommendation list because, you know, some of my other shows like Evil ended. Oh my God, it was so good. And then I'm watching Big Brother and you just informed me of, of something. Yeah, with what's Big wrong Brother. Kyle guy. I don't know. I haven't seen, I, from what you said, this, this, what you sent me is Kyle is trying to get all the white folks to get against the black folks now i'm through i'm up to date through sunday's episode tonight is another episode so it might start showing that tonight or maybe people that watch the bb after dark you know what you can watch live streams and hear yeah. things all night maybe it's being talked about then but it hasn't been aired yet uh okay 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 oh okay. that makes sense I yeah. forgot about I forgot about the the 24 hour live stream. So that stuff that's happening there could trend and hit yes. the, the social media airways, but then the episodes don't come out for a day or so later. Exactly. I forgot about that. Okay. Okay. So that could be the case because I have not seen that. I ha I have seen one of the, the HOA this week, um, head of household for those that don't watch Big Brother, but the head of household. She refuses, she's a black woman and refuses to put up another black woman on the block, which she went into the house saying that she was not going to do that. And so that's the only discussion that has happened around races on the show. So I'm, okay. I, I am pretty certain that the BB after dark, the live streams, there must be some discussions going on and it'll probably pop out um, this week unless they edit it so that it's not shown on national tv because not everybody subscribes to the live feed because i think there's a fee for it uh, oh got it okay okay oh that's right it's probably on um what is tv cbs is their their paramount plus right yes a, okay yes. they have all it right you gotta you gotta pay the paramount plus fee to get all their all their stuff like they have exactly. stuff for free but yeah, you can't get all the premium stuff. That's what it is. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I look at all those channels, but I, I just look at them for free. I don't pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even know how I have Paramount Plus on my TV. I mean, I, I've never signed up for it, so I'm just using it. Like, I'm thank God, because that's the only way to get Big Brother is if you pay for it. And I, you know, I don't need to have another live streaming service that I need to pay for, you know? Yeah, I, I got it. I got enough of them, too. So, um. What are you doing this coming weekend? This weekend, I'll finish up my dog sitting job. My mom's birthday is Sunday, but she's not a big birthday person. So um, I think I'll just go back home, get settled in, get ready for work, uh, go get a manicure, pedicure again, and just Ooh. sort of chill a little bit. What about you? Do you have Leah this weekend? Um, I don't know. I had her this past weekend, but I didn't. I missed some time with her because she was doing some summer vacation stuff. So I may have her this weekend. And um, if I do, we'll probably just do some, get ready for some back to school stuff. Um, 
I'm trying to get her to get her driver's license. I know. So she took a, she took driver's ed and everything. She just has to like finish that and do the tests and all that stuff. So he's very close. So we're going to try to work out some stuff with that. But other than that, um, I got some writing to do, but not much. You know, we, maybe we'll go to the Bay Area or something if she's here. But if she's not here, I mean, I leave home this weekend. Wow. I don't, I mean, I don't blame you. You have a nice house. Wait, wait, does she, is she going into school? Or she's still going to choose to do online school. She's going to choose to do online school. So she's going to, um, I just, we just got her transcripts and all her class choices, um, for her senior year, which she's already graduated, but she's going to do her senior year, but she's going to split it online, a couple of classes at her high school and a couple of classes at her, um, at our junior college here and just get some of her prerequisites done for her uh, freshman year of college oh my god i can't believe it i know crazy huh i mean absolutely crazy i yeah it's it's amazing to watch i mean we we know and i've talked about this numerous times with you she's just you did such a great job as a dad with her and how you allowed her and gave her space and freedom and choice and just i don't know your patience is superior and it's just great to see that she didn't take advantage of that <laughs> right know. It's, it, it, it's, it's amazing so yeah um yeah so that's really about it and so let's see this is oh wait we're doing a short day oh that's what's throwing me up okay so so but listeners are listening to this on friday so um be sure to see us online see me at uh, my room j clifton on twitter or on Facebook or Instagram. You can also find Instagram or Facebook, my um, my publishing name, deardean.com. That's there. Check out my Amazon page under my name, all my books and blogs and all that stuff. I'm a medium on the same name. It's all there. So check me out. Like the show, share it, review it, rate it. Um, again, I think we are at episode number 19. Jesus, 19 already. It's been fun. It doesn't, you know, these are the types of, activities that I really look forward to doing. Cause one, I get to catch up with you and two, I get some feedback from people that are close to me to say, Hey, I like this. Have you thought about this? So if you know me and or Myron and you have feedback, I mean, it's always welcome. We might not do shit with it, but at least we want you to have a safe place to share it. <laughs> uh, shout out to my girlfriend. This past week was her birthday. Oh, yeah, she had a birthday and I'm not going to tell her age because, I, you know, women be funny about that age thing. But but she likes to say she well, she has a funny way of saying it because she's uh, uh, 40, 40 fun. She's 40 fun years old. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And aren't you guys going to Vegas soon? We are. So uh, I, I didn't win, but I bought like a year ago. I bought this. You know, you, you know, they call you to buy. Four timeshare stuff. Yeah, yeah. You got to go to a present timeshare presentation. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. It was like 150 bucks for four nights in Vegas and a, a couple of meals. You know, this kind of stuff. And it was, it could be any time. Like there was no blackout dates. So we're going at the end of this, end of this month because we've been together a year. So it's sort of like celebrating that, celebrating your birthday, and just the fact that it's is is free. Um, yeah, so I'm leaving Vegas. I like I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't gamble and she doesn't gamble, but you know, they got the shows, the restaurants, you know, all this kind of stuff. So the pools. So we do all that stuff. I don't even, you know, I've been to quite a few timeshare presentations and I feel 
terrible for the person that's going to, that has to present to you. (laughs) (laughs) Look, look, I'm like, you could tell me for five, like it's only two hours. I'm like, you could talk to me for 12 hours. I ain't spending a dime. (laughs) I'm like, man, when he says he's not going to spend a dime, dude, he's not, you know, because a lot of people say that. And the next thing you know, you're signing your life away. But um, I I have, I don't think they're going to realize that you actually mean that and stand behind it. Uh, and you know what, Jen? I'm going to be like, I'm going to be nice. Oh, this is wonderful. Oh, beautiful houses. Oh, it's with great pricing. Oh, you're right. This is wonderful. I'm not going to spend a dime. <laughs> God, I would love, I would love to be there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to not spend a dime. I'm like, hey, look, you know what my, what my brother did it, he and his wife? She said they got there. My brother just went to sleep. I was like, he slept right in the preaching. He said, yeah, he said, wake me. He said, wake me up when they're done. <laughs> this is, you know what? We have to have a section or a segment on this podcast starting next week. And my brother says, you always say something next week and it never happens. But we really need to have it where we have a spotlight on whether it's your uncle's, you know, a little funny story, because I know when you told your Canadian story and you're not yeah. asking for all the bread, that wasn't an yeah. option. Um, yeah. Okay. I have an uncle story. I'm going to tell you next week, but, but before I tell you, or to tell you next week, you have to watch on Netflix. Um, there's a two part documentary on Manti Teo. He is uh, a former professional football player who got catfished. Oh, shut up. And it's a two-part episode. They tell you the whole story. It was in 2000, I want to say 2012, 2013. And they tell you, it started when he was in college and went all the way to when he was in the pros. Shut up. And I remember it at the time, but watching the two-part documentary and he's in it and the catfishers in it, it is remarkable. So watch that. We're going to talk about that next next time. And I'm going to tell you how that's related to my Uncle Bill. Okay. <laughs> okay. The name of it's what again? It's called um, Untold. Um, the story of Man- Manti Te- is M A N T I Manti Teo T E O. But it's a new documentary on Netflix. So if you okay. just go, you know, new releases, it'll be there. Okay. And then, then, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Watch that. Then we'll talk about it. We we will definitely talk about it next week. Um, okay. <laughs> where can people find you online? You can find me at Jen Van Lan and Veg. And or big butt and a smile on TikTok and then redheaded vegan on Twitter, which I still don't know how to use, but you know what? You can at least find me there. I do most of my activity on Instagram, sharing just, you know, all the fun stuff, vegan stuff, dog stuff, and um, politics stuff, and just anything else on my mind. Okay, perfect. And I will talk to you later. All right, sir. Have a great week, everybody. Nice going shallow with you. Peace. Peace.